Episode 44, 44, it is what it is. Episode 44, the hottest podcast in the world, baby. It is what it is. Hot kid, Brian and Angel, huh? Angel and Brian, hot kid. Episode 44, brought to you by nobody. Um, You know, we're back. Uh, We just, um, we're still recovering. We just um, endured a snowstorm here up in the Boston area. Uh, It was not fun. Uh, Brian's not a fan. I'm not a fan. Nobody's a fan of snow. Anybody who says they're a fan of snow or the cold is a serial killer, a psychopath, or just (laughs) Kevin Mazio. Um, So that's that. Forget Uh, that snow. Yes, sir. Moving somewhere warm. Let's get it. So how you been, brother? What's going on, Brian? I've been good. I've been good. You know, just working hard. You know, you know hard working. Reading. Keeping up with politics. Trying to play the markets a bit. Going crazy. So, so bro, we got a lot to get into tonight, man. It's been a while. It's been a week. A lot happening that week. A lot of to get ready for this week coming up. Yes, sir. For this episode, we want to do a little things a little bit different today. So we're gonna take a few time interviewing each other since none of you guys want to come on. It's all right though. It's better come on before we get famous. I'm telling you that right now. Um, so I'll start interviewing Brian on a few things that I want to get his input in because I've been lost for about a week. Um, be- before we get started about what happened last week in the stock market, Brian, what the hell is a stock? What is it? Like, gotcha. what, what is the definition of stock? Why do people invest in it? Uh, I'll start you there, and I'll ask, ask, uh, ask more questions as we continue. Bet, bet. All righty. So, yeah, like Angel said uh, last week and up till now, it's been a pretty hectic mark, uh, you know, stock market week. So jumping into it to define a stock, essentially a stock is like. Hey Brian, stick to my questions, all right? Don't go crazy on me. Yeah, slowly, yeah. Well, the people listening right now, you know. Yes, sir. So, issuing a stock is like issuing, you know, part ownership of your company. So, the reason that a lot of companies decide to issue stock, um, it's usually through something called an initial public offering or an IPO. And what the company does is they want to raise money to do something. Let's say. They want to research a new product. They want to expand into a new country. They want to do some additional marketing, anything like that. They want to raise money. A great way to do it is through um, offering stock. So let's say, you know, it is what it is. Podcast decides to offer stock. So we want to raise, I'll keep it easy. Let's say we want to raise a thousand dollars. So the way we're going to do that is we want to, you know, you money. Yeah, we need some money. You know, I, I got to get a mic that, you know, that fancy little light that Angel got. Angel got the whole setup over there. They can't see that yet, you know? That's, that's <laughs> come up, baby. That's a come so, up. So I want to I wanna raise money to do that. I want to raise $1,000. So the way I'm going to do that is I want to, you know, issue 10 shares out. So I want to get 10 new shareholders in our company. And each one is going to invest $100 of stock. So you know, we're going to open it to the public and Kevin can just come through and buy all 10 shares if he wants right away. He can be the first one. Boom. Got it. So once Kevin does that, he owns a percentage of our company of the podcast. And in turn, he gets, you know, X amount of shares, 10 shares. How's that? How's that different than becoming a minority owner? 
it's it's pretty similar but the way it happens with these large companies is they're not issuing like 10 shares 100 shares they're issuing like millions of shares because they want to raise like 500 million dollars or something so you know most people cannot afford to buy such a large percentage of those shares and even if they do all the shares are usually like 10% of the company, 15%, 20%. Like all the shares combined is only 10%? Usually, yeah. Depending on the company and what they want to do, the owners of the company will always keep like a 51% majority. They always want to like own the company outright. Makes so sense. a stock is just, you're buying like a small piece of the company. Um, most companies, they want to raise a certain, like I said, they want to raise a thousand dollars, a million, whatever. And they'll determine how many shares they want to issue. So that yeah. determines like the price of the stock. They want to raise a thousand dollars and issue a hundred shares. Each share is going to be worth ten dollars. That's oh. when it starts. Now, once that happens and the stocks, you know, go into the market, it's all about like supply and demand. So if a lot of people want to buy that stock, the price is going to go up. The value is going to go up because it's worth. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the people right now. So what are some, for people who don't know, like me, what are some pros and cons of buying stocks for the normal average Joe like Angel out here? Yeah, so before I get, and this is a great intro before I kind of describe what happened. Hey, hey, I know what I'm doing over here, man. You know, I know how to ask questions. Hi, kid. So a lot of people, you know, first and foremost, a lot of people want to buy stock because they think it's going to go up. It's going to increase in value. And historically, that's happened for a lot of companies. The people who bought stock in, you know, Apple in the 80s or Microsoft in the 90s or, or Amazon in the early 2000s, they're very rich because those companies have done very well and the stock price has gone up a lot. So um, would you say that stocks are like gambling to an extent? Yes and no. I, yeah, I, I think a certain percentage, you know, no matter how much of an expert somebody is, nobody knows for sure exactly what's going to happen in the market and if they do that's some insider trading they probably know something you don't know so that's stay away from that but yeah to a certain extent it's definitely gambling um the most important thing i'd say for people is you know invest in a stock or a company that you you enjoy you're passionate about you know a lot about them yeah (laughs) you got to do your research first you know if you're just investing because everybody else is, everybody's posting about it, probably not going to end well. Um, You know, do some research and just realize why you want to invest in that company. Maybe, you know, you're a huge fan of Nike and you want to invest in their stock because you like their products. Myself, just do it. it. Yeah. Myself, I'm a pretty big fan of Apple. I have a bunch of Apple products. So I own some Apple stock. Um, And that's because I also think in the long run, it's going to go up. You know, Apple is not going to go away anytime soon. Everybody and their mother has an iPad this, an iPhone this. You see two-year-olds on an iPad. Like, it's it's sticking around. So, um, essentially, you know, if, if you're thinking about investing in a stock of a company, do your research on the company. See what products they have. See, you know, if it's being used by a lot of people. And you want companies that are going to be around for a while. You know, let's say this is an older example, but... 10 years ago, if I wanted to invest in a company, Blockbuster is probably not a great bet because they were business, they were failing. Uh, Netflix was going crazy. So like Blockbuster, obviously they're not going to be around in the long term, 
that's not a good stock to invest in at the time. Whereas Netflix was booming, more and more users were signing on every month, their revenue. So there's certain signs you want to look for, you know. You kind of you kind of went into my next question, you dirty animal. Yeah. Um, so what are, what is from the past? Because I don't follow this at all. Somebody listening might not either. But what are some signs of companies that usually boom? And what are some signs of companies that usually bust? You just so, get into it. So I had to ask officially, all right? Because it is what it is, baby. Episode 44, interviewing my own co-host, Brian out here, baby. The stock, stock market, it is what it is. Yes, sir. So in recent years, the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we're seeing a lot of uh, tech, technology stocks that are doing very well. You know, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, you know, all these companies are have been doing very, very well just because those are, you know, areas that people use a lot. Now, I think you'd be troubled to find somebody who doesn't use Google at least once a day. Somebody, you know, you get a room of 20 people. I can guarantee you there's going to be at least one person in that room that has an Apple device. You know, everyone's Come on, one, dude. Come on. Majority, okay, yeah. like 10, 15 people. And also to, to the, the Android loyal list in 2021, you guys are loyal ones. <laughs> Get an iPhone. Um, so a lot of those companies have done very well because they're used so heavily. You know, Facebook stock has gone up a lot because Facebook is used by a lot of people. Twitter, um, you know, Snapchat stock. A lot of these have been booming at least in the last 10, 15 years because it's things that people use. So you know, one of the ways that a stock is valued is you want to see month over month, the company making more revenue, making higher profits. It shows that the company is going to be there in the long term. You want to see them onboarding new customers. You want to see them making more money. You want to see them cutting down their cost. And these are all good signs. Okay, this stock might be around for a while. Um, so an example of some boom stocks, Apple, of course, has done very, very well. Facebook has done very well since it started um, just because it's used so much. Facebook makes so much money off ads. I mean, think about how many people are on Facebook, billions of people. Like Everybody over 40 is definitely on there. I'll tell you that. Facts. Facts. And like, so those have been a lot of boom stocks. Uh, some bust stocks. Radio um, Shack. <laughs> Kid. Yeah. Like, you know, Radio Shack, an example, Blockbuster, um, what's the other one? Um, Kodak, a Kodak lot of Mac? yeah, <laughs> Kodak, <laughs> like the, the old cameras and things like that. So a lot of outdated um, technology is is busting. We're seeing there's like some cell phone stocks that used to consistently go up over the long term. Some of those didn't do well, or maybe companies that are bought out, things like that. Uh, a lot of the car companies, American car companies, their stock has not done well in the last 20, 30 years because, as we know, a lot of the competition is going to age. I didn't even know America made cars, to be honest. See? And, like, you know, Chevy, Ford, all those companies, you know, they took a hit. Now they're kind of focused on, you know, Ford knows their trucks is what makes them money, so they focus on that. They're not putting out as many cars. But, you know, essentially, a lot of stocks that have value is just the ones – where the companies are growing very fast. So even from like March, when COVID first started, some of the companies whose stock went up the most, you know, Zoom. Zoom, shout out to Zoom, hot kid. 
Yes, sir. Everyone's on Zoom. We're on Zoom right now. Like a lot of oh, people. Which ones? Uh, what was the app that Zoom killed? What was it? Skype. Uh, Skype. Yeah. Nobody uses Skype. Skype. Uh, <laughs> Zoom exploded. Um, Slack, which is like a, a messenger type of app that a lot of people use at work, exploded. Um, Teams too exploded. Yeah, exactly. You know, Microsoft did very well during this. Google, everyone was on Gmail. You know, there's certain stocks that did well during the pandemic. And there were some that did very, very bad. You know, the cruise lines crashed because nobody was going on cruises. The airlines crashed. Nobody was traveling. Same thing with hotels. What also, about um, the sports franchises? So sports... They I don't, don't know how that works either. Yeah, they don't have stock because um, they're not like a publicly traded company. So that, that's actually a good thing to mention there is like once a company goes public, and they have a stock, like it's open to the general public. I can invest in it. You can. So is that, is that why sports franchises, they have minority owners and stuff like that? Yeah, they want to keep it in-house. So instead of having, you know, 100 Angels and Bryans owning shares. Come on, Boston Red Fox. Let me get in there, huh, kid? They want to have, you know, their son-in-law own 20% and their cousin own 50%. Things All like time grace, the star, get like 10%. Yeah, like look at look at Kraft and the Patriots. You know, the Kraft family owns Bob Kraft owns the most, and this is son Jonathan, and you know all that. They it stays in the family. Um, so with stocks, it's mainly just like companies that are being heavily used. Their products are being used. They're adding new customers. These are all good signs. You know, strong companies that we know are not going anywhere. Amazon is not going anywhere anytime soon. Apple, Microsoft, Google. Tesla is cranking it out. They finally uh, started making profit last quarter for the first time in like forever. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of some examples, boom and bust, and what causes that. Shout out to one of probably the best stock. I don't know if it's a stock or not, but it has to be a stock. Disney is that a stock? Disney's a stock. Yep, oh they've done God. pretty well. They've done very well. Anyway, uh, I, I didn't even know stocks know that they're doing well. They own everything: ESPN, Marvel, everything. They're in there and everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then that's why they diversified into the streaming service and all that stuff. Disney like, Plus, shout out, yeah. sponsor us. We need one. Facts, because nobody was going to their theme parks, you know, during COVID. A lot of movie premieres were put on hold. So, like, they were losing a ton of money. So they said, all right, let's focus on the streams. We see Netflix is going crazy. So we got to keep going ourselves. So before we, uh, we get lost here. Uh, what in the world happened last week in the stock? What happened, dude? Can you explain it uh, to me? Like I'm, I'm a third grader. What happened? So first of all, to those this is what we're talking about stocks today. If nobody knows, because I, I didn't know what the hell a stock was. Like uh, Brian hit me up. I was like, "What is that? We stocking? Like it's great. I thought Christmas is over, dude. Like what's going on?" <laughs> so first of all, to those listening who know what happened last week, hold the line. You already know to the moon, right? That's 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 what we're saying to the moon. Yeah, to the moon, all that fun stuff. So essentially what happened is with stocks, you have these things that you can get called options. And this is more like gambling than anything else. So an option is essentially like a bet you place on a company for their stock to either go up or down. Now, if the stock goes up and you correctly call that, you make a pretty good profit off of it. Also, vice versa, if you say a stock's going to go down and it does go down, 
you can make a pretty hefty profit off that. So Wall Street, which has many of these things uh, called hedge funds, which are you know large groups of very wealthy people who put all their money together to make certain investments. There's a lot of hedge funds on Wall Street who a lot of the uh, you know I'll call them American Joes, you know normal people like us who kind of they. they are blamed for the housing market crash in 2008. You know, if many of you can remember back then, there was a movement called Occupy Wall Street. Um, you know, people were very upset that the housing market collapsed. It was due to kind of these hedge funds and Wall Street people who are profiting off people losing their homes. So ever since then, there's been a very high negative feeling towards Wall Street, especially among the average American. So what a lot of these hedge funds did on Wall Street is they took out an option called a put um, that they thought the GameStop stock was going to continue going down. As we all know, GameStop did not do very well during the pandemic. Um, you know, you can buy all these video games online, download them direct to your console. There's not really much of a need to go visit an in-person GameStop, uh, especially during COVID. You know, we don't want to increase the risk, anything like that. So, and, and many of you, you know, myself included, remember back in the days getting ripped off by GameStop every time you go to trade in games. So GameStop didn't do too well during the pandemic. Their revenue was down, their cost was up. So their stock was going down. So all these hedge funds came together and said, all right, we're going to bet pretty heavily that the stock's going to keep going down. Now, however this leaked or however it became known to the public, I don't know, but all of a sudden on Reddit, um, this channel called Wall Street Bets, WSB, grew, was growing by like millions of subscribers a day. And they were saying, okay, we need to buy GameStop stock to raise the price. Because if you buy a, a you know an option that you think the stock is going to go down and it goes up, you lose all your money. You lose a lot of money. Um, so essentially... Average Joes everywhere, normal people were just buying GameStop stock to make the price go up and up and up. So now the hedge funds started losing all their money. Um, their, you know, their options, their bets weren't going through, and they were losing, you know, billions of dollars at a time. It was pretty crazy. Um, and then that's where, you know, the internet remains undefeated. We had all these memes of people coming on, like, hold the line, don't sell GameStop, we're going to the moon. You know, there's basically like the average Joe versus Wall Street. Everyone's thinking, all right, if we can take down these hedge funds, make them pay billions of dollars, like it's kind of like a big F you for the housing crash. So so some will say it'll be like um <clears throat> like Robin Hood. Oh, you see what I did there? I get yes, ah. yes, sir. So Okay, look at that leeway. Oh my God. Right there from my co-host. It is what it is. You already I know. I believe I added you. We better dunk that. Um, so the app that the most people use, most common people use to buy and sell stocks is Robinhood. Um, you know, I've used it myself. Many people I know use it. It's kind of the easiest way to buy and sell stocks without getting into a brokerage and things like that. So as this GameStop stock was, was rising crazy, there's a few others that were pumping like that. Uh, AMC, the movie theaters, as we all know, they did very bad during the pandemic. That one was pumping. Nokia, who makes those you know old indestructible phones we all used to play Snake on. You got BlackBerry. Um, 
these companies that were kind of outdated, their stock was going down, people were just buying them up to inflate the price. So they were going on Robinhood and just buying tons of this stock. The price goes up, the hedge funds lose tons of money. Now, the next day comes and people log into Robinhood and guess what? They can no longer purchase these stocks. So what? Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is so many of these people, it was their first time trading stocks. So they didn't know why they couldn't trade the stock. Really, their only option was to sell. They were not allowed to buy, um, which obviously means the price crashed because everyone was trying to sell. They could not buy. So a lot of people, uh, myself included, think that these rich hedge funds went to Robinhood and were like, all right, you cannot let all these you know, Redditors, these meme people keep buying the stock. They're ruining us. We're losing billions of dollars. You have to halt the trading. And they listened and they did halt the trading and it caused the price to crash. Um, now, you know, the CEO who looks very weird uh, of, you know, anyone who's curious, Google Robinhood CEO, he looks like a weirdo. He looks like a scammer. I, I don't trust him. He looks, I don't know. I wouldn't trust him after this. Um, but he, he said, oh, there's a certain, you know, you need to have enough money to support all these trades, which maybe you might, but like just the way it happened on these stocks in particular to freeze the buying, they knew it would crash the stock, which saved these hedge funds billions of dollars. Um, and the craziest thing about it is Robinhood sells a lot of customer data to these large hedge funds. And wait, then- wait, wait, what the hell does that mean? Uh, you're not going to gloss over that. What they selling what? So they, they sell like trends. So they, if, if there's a stock that a lot of people are buying, Robinhood would tell the hedge funds and then they make their, you know, options, their bets accordingly. That's their biggest customer. Cause that's they, some, that's some gangster stuff going on. And nobody knew about this until Jeez. last week, until everybody started digging in saying, okay, why was this halted? Why would Robinhood do this? Oh, one of Robinhood's biggest customers is one of these rich hedge funds who was getting wrecked by all these Redditors and meme people inflating the stock. So since then, the CEO of Robinhood has been on a bunch of interviews. He looks like he's lying every time. Lying ass off. The funniest one, I didn't catch his personally, but uh, Elon Musk was uh, was kind of interviewing him. And he was like, the guy was dancing around the question. He's like, well, what happened? And the guy's like, oh, well, he's giving like a, a bullshit answer. And Elon Musk's like, Man, tell us what happened. The people deserve to know. And everyone's like, oh, okay. I have no idea. I heard a lot of good stories about Elon. I have no idea what he looks like, what he does. That's, he's that's a definitely man. interview. Um, he sounds like he's a real-life version of um, Tony Stark. That's, that's, he, right. that's an amazing comparison. That's the best. I'm good at him. Maybe I'm good. That's what I'm here, kid. <laughs> Elon Musk is the man. For those of you that don't know, he's the founder of Tesla uh spacex the moon um he also made the flamethrowers this dude is the man he's on twitter all the time like just commenting on things interacting with elon me. come on the pod baby we need yeah. it <laughs> that'd be great um but so even he was pretty heated about the situation and rightfully so so long story short what happened last week was the average joe kind of took their chance to kind of put like a middle finger up to wall street we were trying to cause them to lose as much money as possible i joined in on this market i bought some amc shares just to you know say hey kind of like a big middle finger to these guys so wall street was betting that gamestop amc 
all these stocks were going to keep going down. They yes, put sir. out a large bet on it. And then the Redditors, the average people were like, no, 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 no. You ain't going to make a lot of money on all these businesses going out of business. We're going to just buy the stock and inflate it. So you lose your bet and you lose a lot of money. And they did. And then Robinhood jumped in, said, so okay. If, you- if Robinhood is feeding this intel to these hedge fund guys, isn't that like insider trading? No. Why not? How come? So the way it works, it's it's like it's like all computer algorithms. So like they send the data like within seconds, and then there's like automated systems on these hedge fund side that will take that data and then buy certain stocks based on it. I don't know too much of the intricacies of that, but all I'm gonna say is Robinhood is about to be investigated by the full force of the U.S. government. Shout out to AOC um, Hackett. And one of the craziest things about it is you saw the three most different people you can possibly think of. Wait, I think I can name them and I don't even do politics. Hold on. I got two. AOC, um, Julio Cruz, no, Ted Cruz, and uh, I don't know the last one. Sorry. I suck. Trumpy Jr. Oh, yeah. Trumpitito. <laughs> so, yeah, Ted Cruz, a very, very right-wing Republican senator. You have AOC, a very left-wing Democratic uh, representative. Then you have Donald Trumpito Jr., who we all know, you know, how he acts. They all agreed, all three of them, that Robinhood needs to be investigated for what they did and for what happened. Now, when you have these three very different thinking people all agreeing, that's when you know that there is an issue. So AOC and um, the House of Representatives they're going to open an investigation into Robin Hood. The, fun, the funniest thing is Robin Hood is currently hiring for like a, a PR manager that specializes in crises. So like, obviously they know what's coming. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of SEC lawsuits. So the who, SEC. Hey, who would take that job? Like I would if they pay me enough, but like who in the right mind would take that job? You just said it. I'm sure they're going to pay that role like a couple million to come Oh, in. hey, Robin Hood, um, slide into my DMs. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to incriminate myself. But slide <laughs> in there. Um, I'm looking for seven figures to start, right? Same. It, they'll pay that. Um, so they're going to have a lot of fun in the future dealing with the SEC, dealing with the government. Um, so the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, that was set up in the United States in the 1930s for the only reason to like, protect American investors and consumers. So that was the time of the Great Depression. I don't know my history. I wasn't born here. Yes, sir. So that okay. was, it was right after. The Jeez. reason the Great Depression happened was in 1929, the stock market collapsed and there was nobody to like jump in and save things and like stop it from like falling and falling. So that's why the SEC was set up to like- Look at me, man. It is what it is. Out here teaching you guys something new every day, huh? Okay, episode 44, interview with my co-host, the go himself, Brian, on something that they should teach in high schools, along with some, a bunch of other stuff that they do teach in high schools. Uh, they teaching us algebra. Dude, I've been working for almost 10 years. I've been algebra. Get out of here. Never used algebra, trigonometry, biology, chemistry, physics. Nothing. Nothing. Would it have been nice to learn what a stock is and how to invest? Yes. Would it be Actually, nice to learn how my taxes work and how to do my taxes? Yes. CDs. Like, just basic stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, right. higher. like, I don't know. How to cook. Like, how to cook. I'll tell you that. Right. Jesus. How to budget. Hey, 
you know, you, you want me to find the area of a triangle, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Oh, great. Sure. I know how to do that. But like practical stuff. No, nope. I'm out of budget. So I don't spend all my money on chips. <laughs> Facts. But um, yeah, I mean, I hope that was a pretty decent explanation on the stock market. I mean, I could go. And then before buying keeps going, do your own research. He, he's not he's not a professional, you know. Uh, so don't come at my boy because we come at my boy, come at me because it is what it is, huh, kid? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is not investment advice. Everything you invest, you could lose. Do your research. As fun as, as it is to invest in something called Dogecoin, it's literally a joke. A meme coin. It's been a, a, a meme coin, kid. I'll say it for you, Brian. It's a meme coin. Don't do it. Yes, sir. It's been a joke since the day it started. Literally, the guy who like founded it, who created it, was like, I'm making this as a joke. I don't want anybody to make money off this. It's literally a joke. Um, and I'm seeing so many people like, oh, Dogecoin to the moon. And it's going to go crazy. Like it's happened many, many times. Pump and dump. Do your own research, please. If you have any Pump questions, dump, baby. All day. hit me up. Let me know. Um, I'll talk about this stuff all day, especially Bitcoin. You already know. But yeah. Uh, we, could, we could do a whole month of episodes on Bitcoin. And this guy, this guy has a Rolodex of information for you guys. Yes, so, uh, yeah, Brian told me about the stock stuff. I was interested of just learning about it. Um, he was putting a little money in there. Um, I thought about it, uh, but then I brought, I drove by a gas station and bought three bags of chips. So I was happy. So I didn't do it. So um, I want to interview him before anything. Finally, this is how all the professional interviewers do it. Any final thoughts today, sir? Yes, sir. Well, thank you for allowing me to come on this amazing podcast and speak my mind. Um, cannot thank you enough. Uh, but yeah, just when it comes to investing in stocks and anything like that, the first key is just do your research. I cannot stress this enough, especially if you're investing money, your hard earned money into something. Please just know what you're investing in. Do your research. If everybody and their mother is investing in it and telling you to invest in it, I don't know, maybe you should look into it a little more and do some research and, you know, just, just understand what you're putting your money into. Don't just follow somebody blindly. Oh, Hey bro, I just made mad money on the stock, invest in it. It's like, okay, well do, do some research. What, what is that company? What do they offer? Why is it going up so much? And, you know, just take your time. Investing is not easy. There's a lot of free resources online. YouTube is an amazing source. Um, there's tons of just basic videos on there. There's, I'm sure there's tons of podcasts. There's lots of books if you want to you know, read. Anything like that, there's so much knowledge out there and a lot of it is free, uh, especially- yeah, if you don't know, And if you don't know what to invest your money on, send it to us. We'll put it, uh, we'll put it into the It Is What It Is Fund and yeah. we'll do some promotions. And then at the end of the day, you get a dollar back. No matter how much you send, you had a dollar back. So, yep. So if uh, you want to send us a million, we'll give you a nice thank you and one dollar back. And uh, there you go. We'll go from well, there. I'll be your uh, faces on the dollar too, so you know it's not real. Hot kick. Yes, sir. So do your research. Be smart about it. Ask questions. Ask me a question. Shoot me a message. Shoot the podcast a message. But just do your research. Take your time and uh, have fun out there. The markets are crazy, but what it is, baby. Yes, huh? sir. So, that, my guy, thank you for that very much. I appreciate it. Uh, for those listening, uh, we're gonna keep going with the pod in a few seconds here, but I just want to say for those listening, thank you for listening. 
It is what it is podcast, episode 44. 43 more episodes than I thought we would do. Um, we're out here almost a year, Mark, a couple months here. Uh, thank you, man. Let's make this big. Let's get this going. Like we said at the beginning, we get one listener, we're going to keep going. The week we don't get one listener, we stop. Yes, so sir. until then, you're going to hear our annoying voices talking about random stuff, sports, politics, stocks, aliens, sports, more sports, stocks, more, more politics, and whatever else you guys want to talk about. We'll be doing interviews coming up, but with everybody working from home and being crazy everywhere, it's tough to even schedule with people. Uh, but it is what it is. That's the mantra here. Um, and then I'll send it over to Brian. Uh, pretty big game coming up this Sunday, huh, kid? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now we're going to switch hats a bit. I'm going to uh, interview my guy, my co-host, Angel, for a bit. Um, yeah, so before we jump into the interview topic, yes, huge game this weekend. Um, I know we gave our predictions, you know, all that last week. I still got the Bucks. You cannot bet against Brady. I forgot what I said, so. Yeah. I think you said the Chiefs. Yeah, you said the Chiefs. So I was like, what? Yeah, um, no, no, my crazy ass. I probably said the Chiefs, but I hope Brady wins. It makes no sense, but welcome yeah. to my brain, huh? Good. So, yeah, it's going to be a big, uh, big game. It's kind of interesting because me as a marketing person, one of the things I look forward to the most is like the commercials. And a lot of the biggest companies are not doing commercials this year. Uh, Coke, Pepsi, uh, but Anheuser-Busch, so Budweiser, Bud Light. They're all not, all the money they were going to spend on commercials, they're donating to COVID vaccinations and um, PPE and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm sure there might not be as many crazy good commercials, but hey, there's still going to be a lot of good ones, a lot of funny ones. So yes, I'm excited sir. for that. It's going to be a, it's probably the greatest quarterback matchup of all time, man. I cannot wait for that. Uh, if you guys are a fan of fantasy sports, I know it's over almost. At least football is. You can still do basketball. Baseball's coming up. Apparently, hockey has a thing. But, and this is a free plug right here for DraftKings. So, DraftKings, what's up, man? Give us love. But DraftKings is doing a tournament, 10 bucks to enter. Uh, it's everybody that's playing the Super Bowl, you get six picks, six players from both teams. You will get both quarterbacks. Uh, you enter 10 bucks. There's about 100,000 people who have already have entered. Probably more will. Um, first place gets a million. So, that's the only reason I entered it. Uh, let, don't let me down. So if you're interested in gambling, just 10 bucks, make it a, a million. And if you win that million and you heard it here first, I might be expecting a cool 50,000, you know? Um, and then you give Brian 5K if you want. You're going to be nice, but you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's my little plug about DraftKings. Um, it's fun to play. Uh, but uh, to the game itself, though, I think it's going to be a great game, honestly. Uh, but I do have to report, um, so this earlier, a few guys on the Chiefs have been put in the COVID protocol. One of their receivers, he's like the fourth string, fifth string. He's another, yeah, he's another fast guy that they just draft off. That they picked up a market basket. They picked everybody who's fast. Uh, he will not be playing. I think the other guy's a center. But I, don't, I don't know if he started or not. But he's one of the old linemen. They will not be playing this Sunday um, unless the NFL um, wants the Chiefs to win and they'll, they'll ignore it and just let the game. But if this this is a developing story because for some reason, close contact uh, finds Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Cedric Hill, those big names, Tyron Matthew, even Andy Reid, 
what's going to happen to the Super Bowl? Are they going to move it? Are they going to just play on? Do we want to see Chad Henney and a bunch of bums playing against Tom Brady? I don't. Nope. I'm a big Brady fan, but that, that ring will not count for me. I love Brady. Reason why I started watching football, but that will not count for me over here. We will not tolerate it. We want if Patrick Mahomes has COVID, even if Brady has COVID, move that game a month. I do not care. I do not care where it's played. You can move it to China. You can move it to the moon. We we watching it, but we ain't Dar- Darnell Robinson. He's a great athlete, better than I ever was. I tell you that. Well, the center will probably kill me, but they're not that big names. But if big name arises from either team, the NFL. Listen to your fans. Move the game. Move it a week. Move it two weeks. We want to see it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't know why these dudes are not, like, super isolated. Like, leading up to the Super Bowl, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what happened in those stories um, as to how they... Well, I guess it was close contact. Uh, I think the big guy had it and then Darnell, the maybe boys, I don't know what happens. But if one receiver has it and he's in the receiver room, that means other receivers might get it. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I have no idea. They better be putting Patty, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek in like full hazard everywhere. Yeah. Like, that's it. Cancel. Okay, I'll cancel practice until the game. Huh? We ain't doing this shit. Tell you that. Work at home. Work out at home. That's it. Yeah. Do some push ups, crunches, study. Tyreek, go run around, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, go race Scotty Miller. Do something, man. Back. This thing is happening. It's happening. And if it's not due to COVID, I, as a loyal fan of the NFL football, I would not want to see Chad Henney versus Blaine Gabbert going at it for the Super Bowl. I'll, probably, I'll still watch it because I don't have a life, but it will not be the same product. So on to the interviewing um, portion of this uh, segment. Take it away, Mr. Brian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Who knows? But- it better be Wednesday. I hope it's Wednesday, but hey, whenever you get a chance to listen to it, we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, um, sorry, sorry for screaming. Uh, sorry. Yeah, easy, easy. Uh, it's not. Uh, like, we got like 20 inches. I'm still upset. But uh, today is Tuesday, February 2nd, and there was a pretty big announcement today of a uh, certain video game franchise that is coming back after it has not been out since um, NCAA Football 14, EA Sports, has announced that the greatest game ever made franchise is back. We'll be coming back. And I almost lost my this morning. I, I almost called out of work. I almost just became the happiest man in the world. Sorry to cut you off, interviewer, but I got excited. Yes, as Angel mentioned, NCAA football is uh, is back. It's been announced. There's no definitive release date yet, but you know, seeing the reaction on Facebook, Instagram, social media, all over Twitter, the place, MySpace, everyone is insanely excited about this. Um, you know, Angel included, of course, and myself. You know, it's a game that I played a bit back in the day, but I was not uh, very into it. So, I guess to start off this interview, Angel is. What do you like so much about NCAA? What makes it different from Madden and other Madden sucks, games? first of all. Don't get me started on Madden. But it's honestly, bro, like is every college, every like D1 program that you might know uh, in the whole country. So 
Uh, you got all the, it's about 150 schools in the game. And last time I checked, so it hasn't been made since 14. We'll get into it why. But what I like is the gameplay, dude. The gameplay is great. You can play your friends, you can play online, uh, and then you can play a season. And then the best part of it, you have dynasty mode. In dynasty mode, you can play what you can pick whatever school you want. So if you're a bum, you probably pick a big, a big strong school like Alabama, um, like you know, Michigan, those big schools that will get a lot of big recruits. But if you're a, a grinder, a gamer, strategist, football guy, you know, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a wife, you don't have kids or a job sometimes, you're a college student. You, you're picking UMass Lowell or UMass Amherst and you're starting from the bottom until you get here. So you, you get to recruit, you get to hire coaches, you get to um, play the games. If you don't want to play the game, you just recruit. Uh, you can recruit from the entire world. You pitch your idea, your program to the kids. Uh, and then if you want to make it more saucy, you can play with friends. You can play online with friends or you can play offline with friends. Either way, it's fun. So like me, Brian, Kev, whoever else could have our own team. If we all have the game and all the different consoles, we could play from home. If we, like we did in college, shout out to my college roommates, who was a state hot kid. There was 10 of us, about eight of us played. We all have a team. We played, we played on the same console. I think it was my PS3, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, forgetting. We all picked our school. We all played the game. We did recruiting. We played each other. Um, there was a strict schedule because you couldn't advance the week until everybody played their games. If you did advance the week and somebody's game got simmed or recruit went to another school because they didn't get to put points to that recruit, there was a, a lot of arguing, a lot of fights, wrestling. It got, it got, it got real. It got really intense. So, yeah, it's just a great time for um, uh, sports fans and football fans, basically. Word. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Definitely, I'll have to play this new version a bit more. Um, but I guess a good follow-up question to that is, like we mentioned in the beginning, I know 2014 was the last time that they made this game. Yes, what exactly happened back then? What prevented them from making a 2015? And do you see them running into similar issues this time around? Or what do you think is going to happen? So back then, what, hap what happened was, you know, um, the schools, NCAA, EA Sports, Almost everybody was making millions. I think the 14 version of it, the last one, made about 80 million of it, dollars. Um, and that's just like for initial sales and stuff. Um, and the players who were undercover, they had a cover athlete. They have players, like if you were a linebacker, uh, BC, Brian, and you were number 44, they'll put number 44 linebacker, BC. He, the guy would look like you. The players got zero pennies. Forget dollars. They got zero pennies. Nothing. Uh, the NCAA said, oh, you guys get a scholarship. Oh, yeah, I get 55K a year. That goes to nothing. Doesn't help me not starve. Well, you get millions. So yeah. that's, and then there's a, actually, it was a basketball player who was, who identified himself in the NCAA, in the basketball game. So it wasn't even the football game. It was a guy in the basketball game. Basketball game, I think the last one that came out was 10 or 11 with Blake Griffin. It didn't do that hot. The football one was way better. Um, I like the basketball one too, not going to lie. But it was a basketball player who took it to courts, and then they were like, yeah, dude. So that kind of basically shut down everything. But now with uh, enough to go to your follow-up question, 
what's different now is in a, a year or two, the likeness of players will come into effect. And with that, they, they're going to have to maneuver away with players that are in the game, get paid if they're going to do it that way. Because there's a, there's a few ways they can go about it. EA has not announced yet their alliance with the NCAA. Uh, can they do a college football game without the NCAA? I think yes, but it's going to be difficult because NCAA owns almost, almost every big team is there. So there's a few ways I can see them do it. The easiest way, logical way would be just make 50, 50 to 100 teams in the game, name them random stuff. Um, don't allocate anything with any team that exists right now. Is it tough? Is it realistic? It's tough, but I think it could happen. But you're going to have to spend a lot of time, and those names are going to have to be legit. No association to anything. You can have the Alabama Chris and Rides. Nope, it can't be nothing like that. It has to be like stuff out of movies. Okay. Like the Lawrence Brian Bombers. Crazy stuff like that. Like, and, has to, and you have to rename the stadiums, the, uh, everything. You have to rename the every, every award. It can't be the Heisman. It'll have to be the Martinez Award, whatever you want to call it, you know, hot kid. But um, yeah, dude. And then the other thing they could do is they could use the likeness to play every player in the game, uh, partnership with NCAA. Um, you give, I think, I was listening to Matt, Pat McAfee earlier in his show. I think if you do like every player that's on the actual roster during game day for every team that's in the game in 2014, and you paid them 5K, I think it was like 30 mil. Which, if you make 80, 30 to the players, it's not bad. And with that anticipation, it's been eight years almost, seven years. That game's gonna do crazy numbers, crazy, crazy numbers. But um, I honestly think it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch it develop. Cause like Brian said at the beginning earlier, about 10 minutes ago, um, yeah, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. People who are not even that, like sports fans play that game. I know roommates who, some of my roommates didn't care about sports and they play that game. It's just a fun time. So you can make yourself too and recruit yourself. Um, I actually still play the game on my PS3. Um, shout out to the PS3 for still working. And I made, I made my co-host as a tight end for four star. This dude <laughs> went to Notre Dame. Instead of coming to my school, fake ad. I won't get into that. I broke my heart. Hey, fighting uh, Irish, you know what I'm saying? I can't, but yeah, man, I think it's going to be a great time. Um, can't wait for it to see it grow. Uh, I want to see uh, what happens to the game. Uh, hopefully, they just keep the same format that they had in 14 and, and previous games and just update it with the times. Um, hopefully, they don't try to do too much and ruin it like Madden has done to Madden. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm super excited about it. And the last piece of news is it's going to be, I guess, in the, in the new consoles. So the PS5, and then I don't even know what Xbox got nowadays. Xbox Legend? I have no idea. I don't never had an Xbox, so I have no idea. But I know it'll be in the new next-gen consoles. Um, it's coming probably next year. Sooner the better. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely have to pick up a copy Play it a lot more, get into so I'm it. Taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking one week off work whenever I get that game. I don't care what I'm doing in the year when it comes out, taking a week off. If we're doing episodes every day, it is what it is, you're going to have to find a co-host because I won't be here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was 
crazy to see on social media like the, everyone's exploding like like you mentioned people from all walks of life obviously i had like nfl players super excited too and i saw kyler commenting he's like hey you got to put a real one on the cover um so he wanted him him on the cover joe burrow was like wow of course after i graduate you bring the game back i always wanted to be on a cover um yeah it's the comments same like you're saying people loved playing it day in and day out competition was crazy so it's definitely exciting and and i think the biggest thing is just seeing what's going to happen with the ncaa if they go the route like you're saying is make up all the names and stadiums and awards and all that stuff either way another one that i wanted to talk about is my own thought so do not copy and paste and don't Say there's no speculation of anybody besides me. Um, what I would do if I was just gonna make it with NCAA and avoid everything, what I would do is just start a clean slate, have every team on there with auto-generated players, and then don't even don't even make them like don't even make Alabama a powerhouse, don't make Auburn or whatever a powerhouse, don't make Clemson a powerhouse, Ohio State a powerhouse. Just make every team a 60 overall, and when you get a copy of your game, whatever you do with that game, it's up to you. You can go out and edit. You can download rosters. You can do this. You can do that. Um, I think that way you eliminate um, controversy. By the same time, you know people are going to make rosters that look like the rosters that are out there every Saturday and Friday and Thursday of actual college players, and then those college players are still going to end up in the game. So I don't think that will work. Honestly, but it was just a thought. So, yeah, I, I found it very interesting that EA announced college uh, football game. They didn't say NCAA because the, the original title of the game is NCAA football. EA just said college football. So that's what people are expect, expecting. Oh, it doesn't say NCAA 21 or 22, whatever, and they were going to release it. It just says college football. So I'm wondering what's going to happen. It's going to be something saucy. Um, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it scrolling on Twitter, uh, Bleacher Report, we, we, we tweeted it or tweeted it. I saw it three minutes after they did it. And I was like, no way. I sent it to every group chat I'm with. Um, it was, it's a good time to be alive at Drake and Future Set. Absolutely. So that's exciting for sure. have to keep an eye on that. We'll keep you guys posted. I saw any new updates that come through, any word on, on the direction they're thinking to go in. Um, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. I, I'm excited to play it now, seeing how seeing how excited like you and Will and like people I know that used to play it got about it. It got me pretty excited to play. play Best the- game ever, man. Best game. Hopefully they don't ruin it. That they, they have a lot of writing on this. Um, pressure sometimes. Uh, breaks people and then you try to overdo it keep it simple uh, keep it uh, true to the people who played it don't try to do all this stuff just to make it this or that that is not um, the reason why a lot of people there's a reason why when those games were coming out Madden was doing terrible numbers you go look it up it's the reason why because everybody was buying NCAA now you try to get a copy of it 250 bucks you've seen it we try to get it it's like 300 bucks People are selling it like gold right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> or like Bitcoin, huh, kid? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, do you do your um follow it? Do your research. Um, if you play, if one of your friends has it, go play before it comes out. 
Um, so yeah, man, and it's a great gift too. Like if you have a boyfriend that plays or a girlfriend that plays, that'll make their Valentine's, I'll make their birthday, anniversary, Christmas, whatever you do, we're gonna surprise them buying that game. Uh, but let them uh let them know that you're buying that game because they're probably gonna buy them themselves too. So just <laughs> uh, but man, I've enjoyed this episode. We're hitting almost an hour. So I wanted to end it with this today. Big game Sunday, Super Bowl. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens like this is intended to happen. So for every it is what it is, listener, until then, um, our, our DMs are open. Hit us up. Give us, for anybody, I'm doing this personally. Brian can add in. We're going to talk about it. We should have probably. So anybody who guesses the score of the game, I will Venmo five bucks. So you have to be the winning team with the right score and the losing team with the right score. That's five bucks. And then if you do that and you get the MVP correct also, I'll throw another five bucks on this and $10. Uh, but I need, the, I need the, the answers or your suggestions, predictions, whatever you want to call them, in by game time. If games, I think game starts at six, again, any, any corny stuff at 9.30, after Tom Brady takes a knee, I I send you not. I'm gonna request ten dollars for being annoying. All <laughs> that. Yeah, I'll match. I'll, I'll match that. We'll see if anyone can uh, can guess that right. I'm down with that. So yo, send this send this uh, this episode to your friends, and then they could uh, they could enter the contest. We'll call it the Angel Brian Super Bowl contest. Uh, make your predictions. Uh, may the best man or woman. Shout out to the ladies who listen. Uh, win. Um, yeah, Brian, you want to enter it right now? Let's enter us too, man. What's up? All right, word. So my prediction is got the Tampa Bay Bucks winning it. Um, I'm going to say 42 to 35. Shoot out, huh? Yes, sir. And the MVP is, of course, going to be the GOAT, Senor Tom Brady. Okay. All right, all right. Um, trying to make some money here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 35-28. No, not even 35. 31-28. The Chiefs. I think the MVP is gonna be um. I'll say Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's gonna have like 10, 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. Um, but yeah, man, uh, send us your predictions before the game time from kickoff. Um, and we enjoy making this episode. It's one of my favorite episodes so far. We're going to keep going. It is what it is. Episode 44. Um, on behalf of Brian and myself, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe out there. Until next time, it is what it is. Yes, sir. Thank you guys as always.